Welcome back, everyone. Episode three. We made it three episodes deep of the Skate Escape. I am your host, Malcolm Watson. Today's episode is going to talk about my first contest that I ever attended. The place, sunny Southern California, South Bay Galleria, to be exact. Um, Hot, bright, sunny Saturday, the year 1988. This particular contest, I don't know how we found out about it. I think Eddie came home. He might have went to a skate shop and just found out, hey, there's a contest going on. We said where? He said South Bay Galleria. Next up, it was too late for us to take the bus, and my mom was up for the task. She was the first person and typically the only mother in the neighborhood that would raise their hand and um, just let us all pile in and support my endeavors. For that, I am forever grateful. But uh, this particular day, we piled into her vintage Mercedes Benz, at least probably five or six deep. No seat belts, most likely. And she dropped us off at the South Bay Galleria. The contest itself was placed in between the mall, a bowling alley and a movie theater. I believe all that's torn down now. The mall still exists. I haven't seen it in a while. But that was the layout at the time. Um, Whoever pulled that permit, I salute them. It was an amazing, amazing show. They had it in the parking lot. If you're not familiar with the South Bay Galleria, um, it's a legendary spot for skateboarding. If you've ever seen blind video days, uh, all the underground skating, Mark Gonzalez at nighttime, he was pushing with getaway cargo jeans on. And I'm not even sure what shoes, but it was some getaway jeans that he was wearing, the cargos. And he did a front side over rotated switch feeble grind on this square. Uh, I believe it was a light pole. They were doing some construction. And so they were they were laying down on the ground in this underground parking garage and um, just perfect for skateboarding and, and guns, of course. Literally, that trick is still relevant today. I think Yuto recently did it down a handrail and one of his video parts is an ender. But Gans did it circa 1987-88 and blind video days. Jason Lee also had a few clips in there. Um, another trick Gans did this time on the curb that was adjacent to it was an over-rotated front side 180 to back side 50-50. And it was just effortless and too ahead of its time. But back to the contest, that's the location. The contest, amazing. Um, I showed up, they had it fenced off, tons of launch ramps, a few little rail slide flat bars, and um, as skateboarders as far as the eye could see. One thing about skateboarding, especially if, you, if you've been bit by the bug and it's, it's what you wanna do, is you get inspired being around people that are great and just next level on the board. And that was what this contest was for me. It was just another eye opener to how big skateboarding was in Los Angeles. Um, it's, it's funny how word of mouth travels so far and fast. You know, we live in an age now where social media, so many people, they feel disconnected if they don't have an Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook account. And oftentimes that's the reason why they won't delete it. They feel like they won't be in the loop. But literally 10, 15 years ago with the landline and just word of mouth, you stayed in the loop. You didn't miss anything. You you knew the news quicker than your favorite channel. And and that was that was just how word of mouth travels. That that used to be the, the best form of marketing is word of mouth. But today, you know, we rely on on technology. Nothing wrong with it. Just saying that uh, word of mouth travels far and fast. And, and that was how it was in that in that era. 
just one thing that I would do every single Friday coming home from school just to be in the loop on what was going on that weekend, if anything was, was I would open up the phone book and call up skate shops. Many of these shops, I don't even think I visited them. I would just call and say, hey, is there a contest going on this weekend? You know of a a demo or any type of events? And if they knew, they would give me the game. I would write it down and off I went. But back to this particular contest, one thing that stuck out was they had skate shops, Viking Skate Shop, which is in Torrance, California, adjacent to Delamo. They had a booth set up and there was another skate shop right next to them, maybe Roller Skates of America. Uh, but back to Viking, that particular day, all their Nottis Coppice boards kept getting stolen. It was like every five minutes, hey, we lost another Nottis. So you would see someone dart out the booth with a Nottis board in hand. They didn't care about any other board they just were snatching the Nottis Coppice boards. And so that was forever imprinted in my mind of just the impact that Nottis had on the culture at that particular time. Even to this day, he's very much relevant across skateboard, surf, fashion and whatnot. But he was light years ahead and his board sticky fingers were all over it on that particular Saturday. Um, the contest was amazing skill level wise i had no interest or desire to want to hop that fence in between people's runs every few minutes people would hop the fence and barge the course and that would last for like five or ten minutes until they can get security on the course or organizers to clear the course so that the person could either start or finish their runs and um that really stuck out in my mind guys were doing all kind of launch ramp tricks methods as high as you know up in the clouds uh 360 bonuses off the launch ramp front side 360 front side 180 judos um another amazing trick that i could never do nor did i understand it was saran wraps and there were guys that could do backside 360 saran wraps off launch ramps a good friend of mine steve hernandez he still has a saran wrap on lock he can you know, you can call it out and he can do them saran wrap fakies on quarter pipes and whatnot, but just next level savages. And I was, I was truly inspired and, um, fortunate to be able to attend that. And that's one thing about skateboarding is that it will unlock doors in your mind to let you know that anything is possible. If you can think it, it can be done. And from time to time with groundbreaking companies that release videos you get an opportunity to see um, what's possible as guys continue to push the envelope like Bob Burnquest, all of Danny Way's work, basically your plan B guys, uh, girl chocolate guys in this day and age primitive. Nigel Houston is in a on a planet of his own. He's he's outer space with it. Um, Tyshawn Jackson that the list goes on and on. But those are the guys. Guy Mariano, I can't leave him out. Day one song that just push it continuously to the next level and um, just show you what's possible. And that in itself, if you can apply it to other faucets of your life, the possibilities are endless. Basically, if you can think it, it can be done. No excuses. And that is one of the best lessons that I picked up with skateboarding. Just a time to actually uh, devote yourself to learning how to kickflip or how to ollie and just get that that hand-eye feet coordination between telling your, your mind and your head, telling your foot, your left foot, when to press down and when to kick and when to pop it and catch it and whatnot. Um, it's, it, it's just something that can 
you know, unlock unlimited doors for you if you can just harness it and figure out what you're passionate about. But that is one of the main things that I picked up from skateboarding and the contest. I have no idea who won. It was just an amazing experience. At the end of the event, they were giving out the launch ramps. Um, they had U-Haul trucks that would take a few of the ramps. And I think it got to a point where the truck was maxed out. And so the ramp tech guys were were just soliciting the crowd like, hey, who wants this ramp? We got to We got to throw it away. You want it? You want this? And so I don't know how it worked out, but we picked up the biggest launch ramp that was at the event and the friends that I had showed up with were uh hey Malcolm you think we can take this home you think your mom will let us put it on top of the car and I'm like how are we gonna get this thing back it was it was the size of the car from from the hood to the trunk and so my mom showed up we asked her if we could take this ramp home and she didn't hesitate to say yes so about uh, we may have even asked someone for help we were five or six deep Everybody grabbed the end of this ramp. We looked at the car. We looked at the ramp and we we lifted it over our head upside down, um, possibly put a shirt or a sheet in between the ramp and the car, the masonite, and we were on our way. I don't even think we had tie downs. It was just every hand out the window holding on to this ramp as we drove from South Bay back to South Central. It was epic. And um, once we got home, we had our own jam session, just recreating some of the things that we had seen at the event. And we had that ramp. We maintained the ramp for a few years after that, at least two years before the city eventually came and it just disappeared. But um, magical times, magical moments. And that is it. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time, I will see you in traffic. Keep those wheels rolling. Peace.